0: Thanks for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we talk about surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in the glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman.
1: And I'm Tara Thomas. What a difference a week makes, because when you think about how all of our lives have changed in this span of just a few days, it's a good reminder of how...
0: Really, life in many respects is fragile. Well, it's funny because you and I, while we were sitting here preparing for this podcast, normally we would kind of sit and, and joke around and talk a little bit. But you have been um, handling some business and I have been handling business um, from PR things because there are so many balls in the air right now and so many unknowns um, with this COVID-19 and people's responses and what's going to happen and who's going to go where and um, you know, I had, I made the executive decision for my staff where they're working remotely. We're closing our physical office, stay at home. Some of them have compromised immune systems. Some of them have family members who have some. So it's, you know, I'm listening to, I'm not listening to perfect Polly on Facebook and her advice to just douse everything with essential oils. I'm actually getting my advice (laughs) from the CDC and the world health organization. And, um, You know, I I tell everybody it's not pan. This isn't panic. This is called precaution, and I'm taking the you know the right precautions. I think we have
1: to acknowledge that social media, for better or worse, a phrase I use a lot lately, it has exacerbated any kind of information sharing sometimes for the negative. And what I mean by that is remember, you've heard people talk about this years ago, people will say, oh, you know, there were never all of these kidnappings or attempted abductions or other things. And the fact is, is they were happening. We just were not as hyper aware because we didn't have an ability to be connected in a 24 seven flow of information. So now with COVID-19 or coronavirus, we instantly know if a man in Spain came in contact with a woman getting off an Egyptian cruise. I mean, that's how hyper-local it has become. And so I get that that overexposure, in a sense, can make people panic, different from even 20 years ago, where we wouldn't know until days, weeks later, what was really
0: happening on the other side of the globe. You know, what's interesting is that there's been two extremes, in my opinion. It's people who are in way over-the-top panic mode. Or people who find this, they're laughing, it's its its laughable, they're beyond irritated, they're not taking service, rather than having that middle of the road. I mean, it's a pandemic. And I think as Americans, I think we're very comfortable, and we're very spoiled, and we're very coddled that we don't, ha- I mean, we're very lucky to live here and blessed to live in this country. You know, I think back to nine eleven when it was basically a punch in the mouth, when we thought, oh, my God, this can happen here. Something Mm -hmm. like this can happen here. Well, these pandemics never happened in the United States. That's on the other side of the world. And that third world country, it's never going to come here. Well, now it's here. And I think it's almost too unbelievable to people to to understand it. And it's, you know, it's um, my I feel sorry for people that there is a general concern. There's a lot of people going through stuff. Bottom line, it's not about you. It's not always about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the people who have compromised immune systems, who are battling cancer, who have, you know, they can't afford to get sick because if they end up in the hospital, they may not come out. So when people are not taking it as seriously or being aloof or mocking it or, you know, this is ridiculous. You guys are making. I have a problem with those people because it's just it's maybe you can survive it and you probably will be able to survive it. Maybe your neighbor can't. So that's why you have to do your part. So it's social media has just been out of control. It's a and sh- can I say? I'm just gonna say a shit show. <laughs> I mean, we all know that I'm the four little word one, but it's been insane. With well, and the other piece of this is when you think about the
1: media, and we have delved very deeply into topics around said medium. The media is not in a position; it is not a journalist's job to be doing a public service. Now, granted, we become former media people, an extension of informing the public, hopefully accurately and timely. But it is a business. Right. So a perfect example, Des Moines Community Schools coming out this week, that they are going to be closed until I think it's March 30th, which is the full week after their spring break to the public and the way the headline is being shared Des Moines Public Schools, Des Moines Community Schools closing for 17 days. Well, if you drill that down, it's actually that they had their planned spring break, three professional development days where students were not going to be in attendance, and then just two additional days of that week where students would have returned. It turns out that those two additional days now will culminate with a total of five days off for students, but coupled with spring break, There are only two additional days where students will not be in session. So this 17 days off, as it's being projected in the headlines, is really not a panic-driven, we're taking kids out of school for 17 days, as it appears. And so are we surprised, though, that that would be their job to sensationalize and ultimately get the clicks for the headline? I
0: get it. That's their job. I, You know, and I understand. Like I actually defended the media this week just because people were... The media is overhyping. The media is overhyping. Okay, let's break it down. The media didn't close down countries. They didn't close right, China and right. Italy. They didn't force... They, the media is not the reason that, you know, MLB and the NCAA and all these, all these cancellations, it's not the media. It's coming from these experts. But I did have... I did find it a laughable moment when uh, there were several people who I know who were slamming the school districts for not making the call, not closing. Well, Karen, you're going to on a cruise still. Mm -hmm. So you're going against what the State Department is recommending. You're going against what the CDC is advising you to do. So don't come at the school when there's a good chance you could bring it back from your, you know, cruise on the Petri dish. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? So I just find it laughable. Like, people want... When only when it applies to them. If it doesn't apply to That's them... Right. like
1: Everyone else should take the extreme measures that they want you to take, but right. they're not putting into not action do in it. their own home. Seriously. We
0: were going to go on a vacation, you know, but long... And then, right... We were going to go on a very nice trip. And we had saved money for it. And when this all happened, it was, uh we, should, we probably shouldn't. Well, thank goodness, because we may not have gotten back in the country. You know, so it's going to be, we're, you know, doing the staycation thing, getting some board games. I don't know. You know, I've got... My older two are panicking over it because we don't know. We've never been placed in this situation. You know, it does. It's basic. It is basic rules. It's, you know, let's wash your hands. Let's not. And you have an interesting
1: perspective because you have a mother-in-law that is a physician in another country. And so
0: what is her take on my mother-in-law works in South America and she is a pediatrician. And she was talking to my husband the other day and it was very interesting because she said, um, Americans are not prepared enough. You're not taking this seriously enough. And she said how Italy is, you're on the same trajectory as Italy. And you have to remember, Italy, the first day was like third, the first week, 30. They're up to like a thousand. They were in a couple of days, they had 200 people die in 24 hours. Like this is huge. And Italy is the exact same. Um, They're advanced medically the same way United States is. So when she said that, that sent me into panic because my mother-in-law, very intelligent, very calm, So, when I knew when she was saying that, I'm like, okay. So, you know, shoving my kids with elderberry, using all like the Mm -hmm. natural things to build up their immune system. True. It's just been interesting to me and just watching and how it all unfolds. And it's, you know, we talk about social media because it is proven. You are damned if you do, damned if you don't. Absolutely. If you talk about it too much, if the media talks about it too much or anybody there, you're 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 blowing it out of proportion. If you don't do it, then, you know, they fault you for not talking about it. So it's you it's just people are just too hard to please. And you referenced it earlier, our
1: country by way of the freedoms we enjoy, the freedoms that Also, come with higher risk because we aren't like Israel, where armed guards are patrolling the malls. I will never forget the contrast because I actually flew two weeks after 9 11. Mm -hmm. I was living in Washington State at the time. I flew to Salt Lake City. And I remember when I walked out of the plane into the terminal and to see those armored or Mm -hmm. armed, rather, National Guardsmen in full uniform standing. Along the stretch of people entering and exiting through security, it was, it was an amazing image to think of. This is our country, the United States, in less than two weeks after an incident that changed our lives forever. And at the time, we were journalists. So, I mean, when you think, or at least I was, were you working at the time? Yes, I was. So, the thing that's hard for me to understand is how do you strike that balance moving forward? where in a case like a pandemic, we do have to take precautions, we do have to almost have government led measures. Mm -hmm. But you know, where do you draw the line? Because if you saw some of those now banned from YouTube clips, there were documented video, assuming they weren't false or doctored images of women who had been alleged to have been exposed to Coronavirus that were being dragged out of their homes and taken off into vans in men wearing hazmat suits to be quarantined. And so you have to wonder, where do we draw the line? There was a grandpa in St. Louis that defied his quarantine order Uh, and went to, yes, a school event. Yes. So at what point do we then say you're under arrest because, Amanda, you're not staying in your home and you were just on a
0: cruise? I mean, I don't know where to draw the line. I think everybody thinks that they're above. We all do. And we all think we're immune. We all think that it's not going to happen to us because it never has. Well, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right? That's true. I never thought that people I knew would be killed in a terrorist attack you know, in New York City. On U.S. soil. On U.S. Places, soil. Yes. I never would have thought it. But then once it hits, I expect the unexpected at all times now. I Am I living, walking around? Oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm going to. No, I, but I'm on guard. And I'm watching for like this, the my kids. And I'm, you know, praying that they're OK. And I'm calling to check on my parents because they're in that high risk age because they're over the age of 65. Are you OK? Don't go anywhere. It's. And it's, it's just the thing that, that breaks my heart for people is everyone's so dismissive of it, one another. And it's on social, it's, 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 on social media. You walk can watch it un, you know, uh, unfold. It's people are sharing their fears. Let people be afraid. Let people say that they're scared. Let people say, you know, oh my goodness, without laughing at them because you don't know what they're going through. Maybe there, maybe there is a fear. I mean, I came. Death came knocking to me after I had my daughter, and I had and you, you would know at least expected
1: that would happen. Absolutely, and you were being given guidance to feel that you were over. I was over the hump, mm-hmm. and I was over. Okay, or, or that you were overreacting Oops. to something that was not that serious. I, in fact, I was told it was yes, very serious. I was
0: told by a, a doctor that I I was going having all these pains because it was my first out of four pregnancies. It was my only C section, and so I wasn't used to. Um, what that felt like so and I was I was being told that it was all in my head all in my head I visited this person five times five times and she was telling me it was all in my head I mean I dropped to the the, my my knees in a grocery store with my four children and I had to tell my daughter without crying I had like I was in so much pain I had to tell my oldest call daddy and she's like are you okay I go I'm fine I was in debilitating pain. Mm. Went to see the doctor again that day and you're fine, you're fine. So long story short, I was not fine. In fact, I had I was four hours away from going into septic shock, which I could have died. Wow. Which I could have died. Right? So allow people to be afraid. Just allow them. Just it's just if you want to pray for them, pray for them. If you want to, you know, put some essential oils on them. Whatever you want to do to make somebody feel bad, just listen to them. And if you don't, if you can't listen, just keep scrolling and keep your mouth shut. Like it doesn't. That's hard
1: for people to do because there's that impulse, that what you just described to make it about them or to point out well. My situation is worse than yours, oh, or I can one-up one you. I mean, really. And, and that's what we've become because, in many ways, social media allows you to get away with that unchecked and not have any consequence for your misinformation or right. your disrespect. Another podcast topic I have to interject here has to be birthing
0: stories that we oh, can share. <laughs> I think that needs to be our next podcast. Yeah,
1: we definitely need to, to get into that because you have multiple ones yeah. for... For Just for you specifically, but collectively, we have a lot that we could share, especially being pregnant in the public eye, because we both had pregnancies during the time we were on the news, which is a unique situation, a unique experience to be in, because everyone has opinions, but they really love to share them with the pregnant news anchor.
0: Opinions? (laughs) Sharing opinions? No, they don't do that. I, I hope, like, right now for this week... I hope, I mean, it's spring break for a lot of people. You know, I hope people are where they want to be and where they feel like they should be, right? I have friends going all over the place and some leaving the country as well. I'm not going to judge you at all. I'm not judging anybody who's doing, you do what's best for you and your family. And when you come back, everyone just be on alert. Everyone take care of one another. That's just look advice. out. Just look out for one another. That's all. And if you had like, and my hope is Tara, because you know how it is from working in the news, especially now. No way would we have a day off. No way could we be sick. You had to have a bleeding appendage to not work, especially <laughs> during true. during a high news. I mean, this they're foaming at the mouth at this because this is high news this cycle. Is driving all, eyeballs to the channel is, after absolutely. many years
1: of TikTok and other distractions. Oh my god! Well, but it's true that the The unspoken pressure that is on somebody in that position is you will be here and calling in sick would be very much frowned upon. And so I do, as you eloquently stated it on social media, I do hope that employers heed the guidance not coming from people who want an extra
0: day off, but coming from medical professionals. And I know, I know, it's very early in the year, so people don't want to use their PTO. They don't have enough PTO. They don't have sick time. They don't have. I hope employers understand that people cannot afford to miss a paycheck. I hope something works out because it may come to a point where schools are closed. So you have to think about who's watching the children. Right. You know, the who's domino watching. impact. It is the big domino. You know, and don't punish don't punish the men and women who work for you you know it may cost you a little more but if they can work from home let them work from home your productivity may go down but in the end you're going to be better off because your employees are going to be loyal they're going to want to work for you and work for the mission
1: so i just hope everybody out
0: there stay stay safe
1: stay healthy and thank you for letting us share our expertise on a situation that we're very much in the dark on just like everyone else out there so it's a it's a it's a fluid situation yeah
0: don't listen to the social media experts listen to the real ones have a great week